Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's show. I'm your host, Zach Drew. And I'm Andrew Bellers. This is a continuation of last week's show. Um, as you are watching this, uh, you and your wife were actually in Michigan, uh, just had Thanksgiving, spending time, some time with your family, and so we actually filmed two shows the day that you watched last week's show. So to continue on, we, we were talking about how there's a perfect storm happening. There's all these different elements at play from what's happening with China and the question mark of invading Taiwan, the situation in Ukraine, the the election manipulation, California creating an all leftist police force, um, the current economic crisis, the recession leading into a depression. It is all Marxist in origin and it's going to lead us to an antichrist system. You know, we talked about last week about how, you know, for example, like this article, San Francisco transgender income program includes 97 gender options, 19 sexual orientations, and it's not satire. This isn't a parody of any kind. Yeah. They are literally offering a universal basic income to certain people in California with one criteria being that you must check the box that you are uh, a, pers uh, a transgender person, which just is a slap in the face to equality, right? If everyone is equal, why are you getting money? Because of being a transgender, it doesn't make any sense to me. You know, and I talked about how uh, the teachers had it so easy back in my day when teaching us about the, you know, and hopefully your parents did it first, but teaching us about the birds and the bees. Can you imagine being a teacher today and teaching the kids about the birds and the bees? but also now teaching them about the bees and the bees and the birds and the birds and the birds who think they're bees and the bees who think they're birds and the birds who used to be bees but are but are now birds and the bees who used to be birds but are now but are now bees but are now birds I just, it's, I'm confused myself <laughs> and it is confusing yeah and, and and it's so discriminatory by the way that that there's not a hundred why 97? Right. Right. Why could they just even it off? I'm offended. What about, what about 98? That 90th person is discriminated against. Yeah. There should just be an infinite. And it just really, it just really irks me to the depths of my core that there's not a few more genders represented. <laughs> it's just not. No, it's all Marxist in nature. And they're incentivizing the destruction of the family unit. That's what they're doing. They're incentivizing, the government is incentivizing warping your own body. In the same way, they incentivized and destroyed the family unit with the welfare system, which sure, like I've, I said, there are people that need the welfare system, but it disproportionately affected the African-American community where it incentivized being unmarried and the moment you married, you lose your benefits, and it took the father out of the home. So it, the government incentivized being unmarried. It's incentivizing now in California being a transgender. They're trying to kill the family unit. And those that, are tr that have the opportunity to create a family unit through natural procreation, they still look to destroy it through abortion. It's, it's all Marxist. It's, it's to destroy, first off, Marxism is to destroy capitalism, but it's to get us to a post-Christian society. That's right. 
Marx was a, uh, he hated God. I've said it before, he wasn't some closet atheist. He, he was very vocal about, he passionately hated Christians and hated God. And to, con, to add to this perfect storm is this economic situation where it is time, I'm not a financial advisor, but it is time to buy some hard assets because the death of the dollar is just around the corner. Um, here's an article that says, banking giants and New York Fed start a 12-week digital dollar pilot and major institutions are participating. We talked about this. Actually, we talked about this in September of 2021 was one clip. Go ahead and play that clip that we have prepared. And I'm talking about the IMF, I'm talking about China, and I'm talking about the Federal Reserve. And I'm also not talking about just some banking executives. I'm talking about those that are truly in control of things like the Federal Reserve. So the ones that are in control, they're very anti-cryptocurrency. Now notice I did not say digital dollar. Now why are they? Because cryptocurrency is decentralized, meaning that no one entity, no one group, no one government can control it. It's decentralized. So if they can't control it, then they don't want it to succeed. Why? Because he who controls the money controls everything. They want to be in control. But because this is the way that the world is moving, our government will create their own digital dollar to remain in control. Not necessarily a cryptocurrency because those are established with something called blockchain technology, which enables it to remain decentralized, but a digital US dollar, the DUSD. Now, what can the average person do to prepare for this? We're gonna be getting to that too. But I just need to say this, it is vital vital, 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 that you understand what is about to take place, I believe over the next 18 months. So I have, I said there that 18 months, which I probably got wrong. I don't, I'm not one of these people that like put dates out there. Uh -huh. I, I'm not because. Because that gets people in trouble. Well, I've been around <laughs> a lot of people in my day that got dates horribly wrong and and people still follow them. That listen, that that's a whole other thing. People, st I've talked. You know, I, I have very close relationship with my parents, and I, I've talked to my my parents, and and I've said one of the things I do not understand about the body of Christ is that the sheep seem to have such. They suffer from amnesia. They suffer from short-term and long-term memory loss, all memory loss. They just can't remember a thing. It's like a spiritual Alzheimer's. Yeah. Where there are people that, that <clears throat> will be so specific about things that are coming, whether it's with the election or whether it's with the UN, whether it's this, and there's no if, ands, or buts. You know, Jesus is coming back. The seven year tribulation is starting in this month, this year, and they're just all wrong. They're all, they're wrong. It seems like, and I, and I am a continuationist, meaning I believe that the fruits of the Spirit, that, that miracles and healings and prophetic words continue. But it seems like for every 100 wrong prophecies that, that someone says, one of them is right. And, and here's a very controversial thing. Do you, do you 
whenever it comes to political prophecies, do I want, did I want President Trump to be president in 2020? Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we, I wore my Trump hat every show, like totally and absolutely. So if that is what I want and the pastors and teachers and the prophetic people know that is what I want, then they know that what I want to hear is that X, Y, and Z are going to take place. So what is that? It's tickling my ears. That's right. The Bible says the sign of the end times is that whenever preachers and teachers will come and they will tell the people what they want, they will tickle. Well, people think, well, tickle your ears. No, oh, you know, they always say, oh, you know, that's that's in the liberal church. You can live however you want. You can, you can, you can be this, you can be that. You don't have to do this, you don't have to do that. They'll just say whatever you want. No, the the the, the ear ticklers are in the conservative church too. And there is spiritual amnesia that when people get this, these things wrong, I'm not ju- understand. I'm not talking about just the political prophecies. I'm I'm talking about prophecies that that people that I know that well um, that are all around the country that um, prophesied certain things before Trump was ever even trying to run for president. So this has nothing to do with this is, has nothing to do with just that but they get these things so wrong and people still follow them. They still follow them. There is a guy, a lady said, you gotta listen to this prophetic word. I said, no. And I offended her mm-hmm. unintentionally. She goes, why? I said, I'll never listen to anything that man says. Well, no, 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 you gotta listen to what, what he said this time. No, why? Because he gets it wrong every time. Well, you gotta, okay, I hear what you're saying. They don't always get it right, but it's, I, no. I'm not ever going to listen to what this man says unless he apologizes for getting it wrong every single year in December when this person, um, and you actually, many of you that, that you actually, most of my audience probably doesn't even know this person, but I'm in these circles. And so he's not like a super famous person, but he is famous, but not super famous. And every late November, early December, Everyone's doing the calculations in their head right now. Trying yeah. to figure out who this guy is. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's not it's not anybody that I've ever, you know, I've ever worked with or anything like that. Or um, He gives these big words every year, and it's always, he starts it off by saying, Thus saith the Lord. And okay, well, you, you better get this totally accurate. Yeah. Because you're speaking for God right now. And it'll always be... Like the, the reason for this word is things that are going to happen in the next calendar year. Nothing ever happens in that calendar year of what he said. But yet every year, a few hundred thousand people will watch his video on YouTube. It's like, you guys just don't, like, listen to God. If Listen, I love an accurate prophetic word. But if I never get another prophetic word in all of my life, this book right here is enough for me. Amen. Let's continue. (laughs) I don't even know what I was talking about. So here's the thing. Oh, so I said 18 months. And I didn't say it in like a prophetic manner. But 
Um, I probably won't even be right. I just said, hey, it probably happened in the next 18 months. Well, this is, it's, it's coming to pass. I mean, not in a prophetic way, just probably a natural way. Banking giants in New York Fed started a 12-week digital dollar program. It's just coming. You read the news, you know it's coming. I don't have to hear a word from God to know it's coming, right? Jesus said to know the signs and the times in which you live. There are certain things prophetically that must take place, like the Antichrist being able to control everything that is bought and sold and, and having a record of it somehow. How in the world is everything, if I have a dollar, how, how, how is the Antichrist gonna know if I'm in the tribulation time, if I give a dollar to you for something, he's not gonna know. So there has to be something between now and then where a currency is established where every single thing is able to be recorded and traced and monitored. And, and so it's just natural to know Jesus said that that's what's coming. So therefore we can use the wisdom that God gave us, the brains that God gave us to say, this is most likely some type of digital currency. Yeah. And that is where we're heading. It's, this is one plus one people trying to make it so complicated. Oh, I got a, a, a super prophetic word. No, you read Forbes. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you, you can do math that five plus five is 10. God does speak to people, but I'm just saying that the, the pride, and, 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 and I talk about that often, the storm that's coming, we better be closer to the Holy Spirit than we've ever been. We've got to position ourselves for the winds and the storm that are coming. And we need to be able to be in our words so often that as we're walking through life, we can hear the Holy Spirit say, take a left, take a right, join in partnership with this person. Don't join a partnership with this person. You know, go here, befriend this person. Don't, we need to be able to hear the Holy Spirit still small voice in such a way that it's, it's incredibly important. It's incredibly important. But once again, the Bible is the ultimate document, the ultimate source through, through which God speaks to his people. And people are people that go to these prophetic conferences hoping to get a word are complaining about not hearing God anymore mm -hmm. while their Bible is collecting dust on the coffee table. Mm -hmm. So the perfect storm. Perfect storm coming. Banking giants in New York Fed start 12-week digital dollar pilot program. And Citigroup's participating, MasterCard, Wells Fargo. This is, this is the New York Feds at the Innovation Center. This is a big deal. Yeah. The project, which is called the Regulated Liability Network, will be conducted in a test environment and use simulated data. The pilot will test how banks using digital dollar tokens in a common database can help you can help speed up payments. I'll continue by saying this, that when this is implemented, this is the pilot program, that will be implemented, a cashless society is coming. Whenever this takes place, it will be Marxian, um, a Marxist foundation. Once again, there will be a conversion rate of the old dollars to the new dollars, and it will be a redistribution of wealth. Um, the Federal Reserve is going to implement a, a, a digital dollar because with the, there is a, just a huge financial storm coming. They understand that they're in the 11th hour. This is, the, this is Hail Mary territory if you're in a football game. Or, um, but they do have a, an extremely calculated panic button, and it's a 
digital token. Whenever the conversion rate takes place, the Fed will decide what the loss that everybody will take. Um, you know, they say, you know, you might have six months or a year to convert your old dollars into DUSD with incentives along the way. You know, if you exchange right now, you'll get 90% for every dollar. If you better not wait to such and such dates because it'll decrease 60%, it will force Americans who have not already put their money in hard assets to get rid of their dollar and be forced to, uh, their currency will be a digital token. And this will be a redistribution of wealth. Um, if you're rich, if you're very rich, you might get 50 cents for every dollar. If you're poor, it might be one to one. But if you're poor and oppressed, you know, you might get a, it's a jackpot. You yeah. might get a dollar fifty, two dollars for every dollar you put in. It's a redistribution of wealth. But what this is ultimately is, and I don't think that this, I think once again, the Antichrist isn't going to use the DUSD. But once again, it is a template. Mm -hmm. The technology is being built for him to use it to monitor the entire world. But what is going to take place, and I have no idea, I'm not speaking prophetically, but over the next years to come, is the death of the dollar. And they don't have an exit plan other than the death of the dollar. In the near future, they don't need to care about the debt or inflation because they can effectively buy unlimited amounts of old currency with new currency and force the cash holders to take the loss because they can make all other currencies, including cryptocurrencies, illegal whenever they see fit. So by controlling the currency and having the power to declare what currencies are legal and what are not, and how much those cash concert, uh, um, currencies are worth, all cash holders will accept whatever terms they want. This is the uh, end game, I believe, for the US dollar. It's all planned. The inflation is planned. The, um, the crisis is all planned. Everything's planned. Even COVID. You know, COVID, it was a time of printing money that contributed to inflation. 25% well, or more of every dollar in circulation around the world was printed since COVID, which contributes to our inflation which further contributes to our crisis, which will get us to an inroad that the Federal Reserve has planned to maintain their power over money. Here's a definition that's wrong about inflation, so I'll go ahead and fill you with wrong information first. Uh, Groyler's uh, online encyclopedia on inflation says this, inflation is a process in which the average level of prices increases at a substantial rate over a considerable period of time in short, more money is required to buy a given amount of goods and services. That's a half-truth because, well, it's a misleading definition. To contrast that definition, let us look to Webster's unabridged dictionary of language uh, of the same word whenever it was defined correctly in 1957. An increase in the amount of currency in circulation resulting in a relatively sharp and sudden fall in its value and a rise in prices. This is what we're seeing today. Mm -hmm. This is what the Federal Reserve has done. Print, print, print. 25%, every dollar in circulation, printed since COVID. We are seeing an intense inflation, 
and I don't think it's going to slow down, and I believe that we could even see hyperinflation in the next years. Um, I'm trying to warn you what's coming. I, it's, every time we talk about financial show, I think it's always important to talk about what happened in Germany and hyperinflation um, and in the 1920s. I think you need to be prepared. And think about the Germans in the 1920s, what they were doing, the smart ones that saw it, what was coming. What did they do? They got rid of their German marks and they put it in hard assets. Money, money, money. This is a quote from Karl Marx. Money played the largest part in determining the course of history. Money played the largest part in determining the course of history. It's Karl Marx. Um, here is a quote from Baron Nathan Meyer de Rothschild. Rothschild. He said this. Let me issue and control a nation's money, and I care not who writes the laws. And he stuck with it because the Rothschild's family has, for the most part, controlled the monetary systems of the world for the past 200 years, two centuries. And they, the first of all, you know, the Federal Reserve is kind of like fruitcake. Fruitcake doesn't have any fruit and it's not a cake. Uh -huh. The Federal Reserve is not federal and there is no reserve. Um, sure, the president does appoint the board, so to speak, of the Federal Reserve, um, but it's the Rothschilds that control it, mm -hmm. and the Rothschilds that sit on the board. And they have, ever since the creation of this country, let's read a little bit about the Rothschilds. Story time. By 1815, Nathan Mayer Rothschild controlled the Bank of England and he boldly declared, quote, I care not what puppet is placed upon the throne of England to rule the empire on which the sun never sets. The man who controls Britain's money supply controls the British empire, and I control the British money supply. This became the Rothschild's family's mantra, control the world by controlling the world's money supply. By the end of the 19th century, the Rothschild's family controlled over half of the world's wealth. Here we talk about gaining control of America's money supply. In 1791, the Rothschilds family gained control of America's money supply through Alexander Hamilton, the family's agent in George Washington's cabinet. When the family established a central bank in the U.S. named the First Bank of the United States, which received a 20-year charter from Congress in 1791. When Congress refused to renew the charter in 1812, the Rothschilds threatened the U.S. with a most disastrous war with Britain. The U.S. stood firm. Following through on their threat, a second war broke out between the U.S. and Britain. The British war effort was financed by the Rothschilds. When the war ended in 1815, U.S. finances were in shambles. By 1816, Congress passed a bill authorizing a second Rothschild Central Bank with a 20-year charter, named the Second Bank of America. This bank gave the Rothschilds control over the American money supply again. In 1832, President Andrew Jackson led a successful effort by Congress to retake control of America's money supply from the Rothschilds by refusing to renew the charter for the Second Bank of America. Not until 1913 will the Rothschilds be able to set up their third central bank in America. 
In the meantime, beginning in 1875, the Rothschilds, acting through their New York banking partner, Jacob Schiff, at the banking house of Kun, Loeb & Co., financed by John D. Rockefeller's Standard Oil Company, Edward R. Harriman's um, Railroad Empire, and Andrew Carnegie's Steel Empire using Rothschild's money. The Rothschilds also helped New York financer J.P. Morgan and the Drexels and Biddles of Philadelphia established European branches of their respective banks in exchange for allowing the Rothschilds to control the banking industry in New York and therefore America. In 1913, the Rothschilds established their last and current central bank in America, the Federal Reserve Bank. Mm -hmm. This independent bank regulates and controls America's money supply and monetary policies. Wow. Unbelievable. And this is the bank, this Federal Reserve, when we're talking about digital currency, <coughs> we're talking about the CBDCs, the central bank digital currencies, the Federal Reserve is what's going to control those. And there's a very real possibility that banking as we know it is going to disappear. How so? I mean, today you have, you might have Chase, you might have PNC, whatever. Um, but... So if you have an account in a, in a private bank right now, your, your account is considered a liability of that private bank. Um, if, you're, if you need to pull out your money, they are the ones responsible of giving you that money. Um, with the CBDCs, it's no longer the private banks. The, the Federal Reserve is the bank that, that your deposits are a liability for. So it's just giving the Rothschilds even more power. And, and that's why they're creating this, because they don't want to lose control. They don't want to lose control, because he who controls the money controls the world. Yeah. I, I, I just need to, I cannot talk about the things I've talked about today without bringing Revelation 6 into the show. And I just, it's a, you just, you guys need to prepare. And, and let me ask you this. Who in the world is going to be in the midst of their largest fundraiser of the year and talk about the economic crisis? These guys, <laughs> that's, that's why we literally just operate on faith. Either you're going to give or you're not. Um, and that's just the fact of the matter. Listen, talking about hyperinflation, Revelation 6, 5 and 6, I believe, talks about hyperinflation through that of famine. It says this, the third seal, scarcity on earth, which is the black horse. When he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, come and see. So I looked and behold, a black horse. Now black uh, throughout the Old Testament was associated with famine. You can read about that in Lamentations 4, Jeremiah 14 and other passages. And he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand. I heard a voice in the midst of the four living creatures say, a quart of wheat for a denarius and three quarts of barley for a denarius and do not harm the oil and the wine. And I always like to bring in the NLT um, translation because I think it makes it more clear in modern day's terms. A loaf of wheat bread or three loaves of barley will cost a day's pay. A loaf of bread for a day's pay. And what we're seeing here is a parallel to Matthew 24, where it says, where nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines. And there'll be pestilences and earthquakes in various places. The black horse is clearly famine, but famine is often a result of politics, not production, like we are seeing today. I believe it speaks to hyperinflation because the revelation 
the, 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 these four seals, like the other judgments, are not just reserved to one location, they're worldwide events. So when the scripture says that a loaf of bread will cost a day's pay, a, a day's pay that means anywhere in the world, a loaf of bread will cost a day's pay, mm-hmm. which means bread is still everywhere if everybody can still get a loaf of bread. It simply costs a day's pay. So it doesn't necessarily refer to scarcity rather than hyperinflation. And I believe that, and I could be wrong, but that's just, that's just how I see it. Yeah. If everybody can get the same product, but it's, it's just saying it's much, much more expensive, that is where I believe we are heading, and you need to be prepared. And that's why the Word of God says that the man <clears throat> who builds his house on sand, when the storms come, it's going to fall with a great crash. But the man who builds his house on the Word of God, when that storm comes and the wind beats and blows against the house and the waters rise and they rage, you'll stand firm. And in this season that we are in, and in this season that we are heading into, it is so important that your life is being built and is built upon the Word of God. It's time to make ourselves heavy, to position ourselves on that solid foundation, which is Jesus Christ. Listen, we are totally out of time for today's show. I just need to say one more time, we are in our major fundraising season, and we have to raise over $60,000. We have a $30,000 match and a $4,000 match. And I don't know the exact numbers because we're about five days behind because we filmed these two shows, but we were at $4,000 in matched funds so far with $30,000 plus that still needs to come in between now and December 31st. And that $30,000 will be matched by our friend Mark Eskender in California. Please get involved. Please donate. Go to ZachDrewShow.com. Click that bright orange donate button or write us at ZachDrewShow, P.O. Box 797, Decatur, Illinois, 62525.